Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family. But most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children. See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Shear and Dana McKay, and we are coming to you at Fostering Change. You know, I've said this before, Dana, that um, we've been so lucky to meet some amazing people and people who I truly believe have grown our village. Um, You know, one of the things that I'm happy about 2020 is that um, Fostering Change was voted one of the top 20. The top 10. Top 10. Top 10 foster care podcasts. Yes. So we're really proud of that. And we can see growth. Like if you look from when we started started this podcast over the summer to now every single month just steady steady growth so thank you all so much for sharing it and and inviting your friends to listen because it's helping it's working and we're spreading the word we're educating people and that's exactly what we've always wanted to do but one of the things that I can tell you is that we've been able to meet some amazing people people who I had already been friends with but now who have grown that friendship and today we actually have two amazing guests on our call and by the way it's our first time that we've done a a three-way call like this yes, so yes, you know and it took us a couple minutes to figure it out but we are really <laughs> excited to have um Whitney Gilliard from Gilliard and Company and Kimberly Raff yes and Kimberly Raff from a foster alumni mentors Kim are you there I am. Great, great. So one of the things I would like to do is before we start off this amazing conversation that I'm I'm really excited to have, I'd like to go ahead and and maybe go back a little bit and talk about the two organizations and what you two are doing in in the foster care arena. So Whitney, let's start with you. Tell me, how's things going? How did 2019 end? And um, I know you have some exciting news about some new additions um, to to you know your organization so let's let's hear it hey everybody so i want to say to all of our fan family listening thank you so much for having me on the show rob dana uh kimberly love you guys um some things uh i guess where to start gilliard and company we do a lot of things but one of our primary pillars um that is is you know definitely making a dent in the community right now is um providing housing for uh, transitional age youth who are leaving out of foster care which means that 18 to 21 years of age um, who may be at high risk and homelessness, we provide them an apartment, and it's a home that they call theirs. And from there, we provide tangible life skills, such as financial literacy, um, as well as, you know, knowing how to cook and be independent and um, standing on your own two feet by the time they leave um, at 21. Um, some of the other things that we're trying to do with our organization is to expand the need, um, because our motto is meeting the needs of foster care. And um, one of the needs is, for sure, finding more homes for children so um, that is a goal that we're working on in 2020. Excellent. And Kimberly, what about you? What's going on at Foster Alumni Mentors? Well, it's been an amazing journey, and we ended up closing out 2019 as our largest donation month ever. Um, we raised almost $10,000 in the month of December. Wow. So actually reaching out to the community and then hearing the need that is 
um, of these kids that we serve and how important it is has just been phenomenal. That's amazing. Wow. Love it. I love it. I do too. I love it. I love the fact that, you know, I, I say this quite often. Um, it is so important as nonprofits that we all come together and support each other. You know, for Comfort Cases, 2019 has been an amazing, crazy roller coaster. Um, we have delivered a little over 23,000 cases just in 2019. Uh, it was o- almost 25,000, actually. 25,000 yes. cases. So we're over the 95,000 since the six years that we've done this. Yes. And we would not have been able to do this without all of our partners and all of the community. But, you know, there's been a lot of hurt um, as well here at Comfort Cases. A lot of nonprofits that we are realizing do not understand truly what it's about um, to to be partners. And by the way, if you are listening, um, comfortcases.org is our website, comfortcases.org. You know, um, if you choose to type in comfortcases.com, you will see exactly what happens, which I think you'll be as sick as we all are about what another charity has done, but it's comfortcases.org. But one of the things I wanted to do about this podcast that will actually air um, sooner than later is this viral post that has been going on um, that I've seen on Instagram. I've seen it on Facebook. um, I've seen it sent out. And by the way, I truly do believe that it was sent out with love. Right. And for people who um, were, you know, wanting to to figure out how they could help. But I really want to talk about, especially, you know, very unusual. Do we have three people on this call, Dana, and all three Three of us haven't been affected by getting used hand-me-down stuff. Right, absolutely. So if you don't know what uh, what viral post we're talking about, it was, um, you know, just pr- probably two weeks ago, um, somebody posted a picture of a suitcase next to a picture of a trash bag, and the post said, if you're doing your spring cleaning, if you're cleaning things out, don't give suitcases to Goodwill. Bring them to your local foster care agency because many times children in foster care carry their belongings in trash bags, and a used suitcase will replace that best of intentions but there's a couple reasons why we don't do used things and also suitcases are not convenient when it comes to storing them and shipping them and and just you know transporting them so so we really wanted to talk about that meme because yes it was done with the best of intentions but Children in foster care are, you know, worth more than somebody's used stuff. And we really want to get rid of that stigma that, oh, they don't have anything. They should just take our leftovers. And at Comfort Cases, we only give new backpacks, new Comfort XL duffel bags, which, by the way, are convenient enough for a police officer or a social worker to bring in their car. Uh, they can't lug a big suitcase around with them. So, so, so Whitney, I loved what you said about this. Uh, so let's, oh my God, oh my God, let's oh hear God. from Whitney first, because <laughs> I loved what you said so much that I took it and I made it into a pretty graphic and shared it. So how did, how did that make you feel when you saw that thing going viral? I don't know. Like I see it and you know, I, I always believe, you know, when I, so when I, uh, ended up living with my parents, um, my my forever home. <laughs> when I was uh, 17, I I broke a plate, and and my that was the first day, and I started freaking out. And I told um, my grand foster mom, who's now my mother, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pay it back. I'm gonna pay it back. And she looked at me, and she's like, Did you mean to do that? And I said, No. And that was the first day that I was taught 
the, the, the power of intention. And I believe that intentions are everything. And so intentions are good. That's, that's great and all. But when we know better, we do better, right? So um, I think that for all of us who are on this podcast, who are in the room, um, even though we, we not only are hands-on with the youth that we serve, but also at the same time, we've been in that position. And there is nothing quite like traveling around in the foster care system living in homes that are not yours, using things that are not yours. It doesn't give you that sense of um, stability. It doesn't give you that sense of I'm all right. Your brain doesn't tell you you're okay because you're not, either, things don't smell like you. Things don't, you know, you like things, but here you are looking at purple, you know. It, it's not, it, it's not, it doesn't give our um, our sense of self as well. And foster, you know, being a foster, we lose so much of who we are. I'm 26 and I'm still trying to, you know, find out who I am because I lost the ability to be myself because I never got things that were mine. Didn't get things that um, allowed me to figure out my personality, what funky things I liked, what things I didn't like. You know, so the power of giving new items to use is not just a matter of if it's new or if it's used. It's giving somebody the ability to be themselves and have something that's there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and and you're exactly right. I mean, it is. It's. And again, I don't want anyone to feel bad because they are trying to think of, you know, ways to help kids in the system. But, you know, at $10 a month, I mean, we can give them a brand new suitcase. I, I got to tell you that, you know, I I had a, a young man who I was seeing transition from one home to the next. And um, I, I am not kidding you. The, the I still weighs heavy on my heart to see that disgusting dirty, scratched up 30-year-old suitcase that he was putting his stuff in. And, you know, and by the way, I, I get some of you don't understand, but when you're a kid in the system and everything has been taken away from you, everything, and then you start handing them, you know, Kim, Kim, how did it make you feel? It's interesting because I kind of... I had a different perspective, I guess, and it's, it's helped me to grow in thinking about things, too. I mean, growing up, I, that's all I had was hand-me-downs, and I mean, gosh, I lived out of cardboard boxes years and years and years after I was out of foster care, and um, I was like, you know, that's, that's a really great idea, yes, um, and so I reached out to some of my kids, and they were like, yeah, I'd love it, and then people started posting about it, and it made me go, you know what? They're right. When I saw your post, when I saw Whitney's post, when I saw Danielle's post, I'm like, it is so true. And it made me reevaluate what I was thinking. Because I tell you, these kids will take these used suitcases in a heartbeat. And for me, it started being about not, not about them saying, yes, I want that. It became more about us saying, no, they are worth the investment of something that belongs to them and only them and not somebody else's hand-me-downs. And for me, it was a, a mind frame shift um, because I'm still growing and I'm still finding my own self-worth. But I remember when I was 24 years old, I finally bought a dresser and it was a brand new dresser and I still have it. And that dresser means so much more to me than any hand-me-down I ever got. Because it was yours and you bought it and it was something of your own. Yeah, and it's something that I can build memories with and um, take with me and pass on to my kids. And, you know, these 
it's it's hard when it comes to our community and them understanding that, but helping them with that mind shift that it's not these kids saying that, no, we're picky. We want brand new things. It's us saying, no, these kids are worth disinvestment. Will you invest with us in them? Because it's the, the, the poverty mindset. It made me start thinking because I have my niece that lives with me. She's, um, she's going to be eight years old this month. We've had her uh, two years now. And one of the things, when she came to live with us, She's never been in foster care. She'd lived with us before, but she grew up in poverty. And um, I'd say, okay, go get your swim stuff together. Go get your clothes together for a sleepover. And she would automatically go straight to the cupboard where we have all of our plastic grocery bags. And she would grab one of those and put her stuff in it. And I'd say, no, 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 baby, let me give you, here's the bag. This is your bag. And I'd give her the bag. And over and over again, it was I had to retrain her mind to go and get the bag and not the plastic bag. And so we want to see people grow. We need to treat them like they're worth it so they start believing they're worth it. So I really like that Kim brought that up. You know, it's, it's um, a poverty mindset. I mean, in the work that we do and, you know, trying to end, you know, homelessness uh, rates in, in the healthcare system, you know, it, one of the things that was said to us by one of our young men was, you know, that I really like that you guys aren't trying to house us, you guys are trying to raise us. And that's one thing that we all need to keep in mind. It's not whether a kid is going to say yes or no to something used or something, and you know, new. It's what are we trying to teach um, all the lives that we touch that are impacted by all sorts of, you know, situations and scenarios and, and unfortunate events that led them to care. What are we trying to teach them? You know, um, what kind of values do we want to instill in them? It doesn't matter as simple as things people may think it's a suitcase. You know, it really does. Um, when my story with the suitcase was, I asked my social worker, hey, can I have a suitcase? When I finally got to move to, you know, with my parents, and they said, well, you're stipend. You know, I think, like, I think I was in the Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Did they say, they, they said you get a stipend? Yeah, I got a stipend. Like, I... Um, so, my, so you um, get a stipend. Said, yeah. so, so they're saying yeah. you get a stipend. So, in other words, just go out and buy your own damn suitcase. No, it's not that it was worse. It was either we have a stipend, so you either choose your stipend or do you want new clothes? What do you want? Now, when I'm moving into my new foster home, keep in mind I have to move into a new school too. I was I was a teenager, like I have to move into a new school. So, yeah, did I want new clothes? Yes, and then I was going to be transferring to another retail shop. So did I want new clothes? Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't want that when you're moving somewhere new? But, but, but I learned real quick, you know, when my social worker said that, oh, my bad, like, it's going to have the things are called luxury. I forgot about that. You know, so clothes are suitcase. And you know what I chose? I chose a suitcase because I didn't want to move to a new home with new people in a laundry basket. Dana, you know the fact that that I mean this is this is once again I, I talk about this quite often. This the system is absolutely shattered. It's so ass backwards. It's not even funny. The fact that a, that a child and and I don't care how old Whitney was at the time, she was a child, and for her to have to make a decision like that, I mean, better believe she wanted new clothes. She's starting a brand new school. She went. Let me tell you something. I remember. I remember like it was yesterday, and I'm a lot older than all of you all of you but I remember walking into school with 
used clothes and hand-me-downs. And by the way, my one boy hand-me-downs to his other. That's a big difference. Don't I don't want people don't don't send me your disgusting messages and say there's nothing wrong with hand-me-downs. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about torn and tattered clothes that people drop off to give to the quote needy kids. We see it here every oh, day absolutely. at the center. And that was something else I was going to bring up is that people's idea of what is suitable for to pass on to other people is absolutely disgusting at times and totally unacceptable. And uh, yeah, we do. We see it here at the center. And then I have friends who work with other organizations that provide um, services for the homeless community. And it's the same thing. People will drop off like stained, ripped, dirty, ages old things like they just cleaned out their basement and it's a dumping ground. And I think Whitney, you said that in one of your posts, like the department of child and family services has been used as like a dumping ground for people when they want to get rid of their stuff. And it's, it's awful. Yeah. You know, and, and, that, um, go ahead, no, I was going to say, and it goes back to, to, to what both of you have said, you know, I mean, Kim and her, her dresser and that dresser means more that to her than anything, because number one, it was new. You know, I don't know if it was the fact that she had, but it was new. It was new. No one else had put their stuff in there. And that, and, and it's like with Whitney having to make that decision, do I have new clothes? Because, by the way, I don't care what any of you say. Kids are mean. They're mean. And, and you walk into a school and your clothes aren't the way they should be or, you know, and we want to sit here and say, well, we don't want them to focus on that. Well, then guess what? You're not raising them right because they are focusing on that in school. You know, I remember the smirks of kids behind my back because I didn't have the latest shoes or there were holes in the bottom of my shoes. Um, and, and, you know, I know Whitney's getting ready to bring up and I'm, I'm, I'm loving the story she's getting ready to tell. But if you follow follow all of us on social media we are very raw when it comes to things that we see and things that we do our emotions our feelings i've I've seen this from kim and i've seen this from whitney but whitney sent me pictures of a i don't know what kind of room they call it whitney but talk about that room that that oh it was it was it was horrific to know any child had to walk in that room and pick clothes up out of there yeah, like, I think, um, so when I talk about it, you know, like, that day, so I said the pictures the day I started cleaning up, like, I, I've never had PTSD in a manner in which I did, because I, I really, it really irked me, but there's a room that was in the Division of Family Social Services, our charity um, went to have a meeting with the director, so he said, hey, how can we help, you know, where a new charity was figured out, and we learned that children don't have a place to lay their heads and to you know, just uh, rest for the, the many hours that they're in when they're pulled out of any situation and transitioning from foster home to foster home where they just entered foster care. And they said, hey, we have this huge room. Um, we've taken all these donations from the community. Would you guys like to help us out? We said, sure. Um, so we go inside, and I kid you not. I kid you not. Like, the entire room was, there were stripper heels in there. Like, there was a red like was it like gemmed up like pump on there and I, and I just looked at this and I got so mad and there were clothes on the floor it was disgusting so we figured let's partner with comfort cases um we're gonna go ahead and build a room called haven and it, it's a safe place a safe space is what we call it and when uh you transition from care from placement to placement then they will stay at haven with all age you know appropriate 
things to play with. It's a comforting space. We don't put desks in there for a very specific reason because we believe that case workers need to get down on the kids' level. If you want to have a formal meeting, you have cubicles, take them there. But until then, this is their haven, you know. Um, and so when we did that, we started cleaning up. And um, I got really upset because when I'm cleaning up, there was this one time we had, I had gloves on and I picked up a pair of drawers and I looked at my husband and I cried and I got so angry and I just stepped to the side and I said, this can't be clean. This cannot be clean. None of these things are clean. So instead of being able to salvage everything, we have to throw everything out. And the vision of family and social services, they're already seen as public number one. The position that we put them in in society is public enemy number one. And even though there's a lot that can be done that's better, they're now in a position where they have to take everything in. And the community just throws everything at them. You know, that's not that's not how you help people. That's not how you make things better. You know, good intentions, but I, I don't know what was up with that red stiletto though. <laughs> Kim Kim, what how does it look like in your in your community? Um, so I actually I worked in child welfare here for about five years and we have a, a small closet they call the bare necessities closet. And they actually do pretty good. They request only new donations. They don't take anything used. But it's a small area, and it's often really empty in there um, for the kids in our care. And, you know, when I worked there, this was – it's been almost four years since I left. Um, You know, I did assessment for about three years going out and interviewing allegations of abuse and neglect. And it's it's one of those things. Like, I wish I had known about comfort cases back then because – I never knew what I was walking into. I never knew, you know, a case could look like, an assessment could look like um, everything was going to be fine when you go out and you get out there and it turns into a removal and you're just left with, you know, trash bags. And I'm guilty of that. And I, and I feel terrible. And, you know, we're, the expectation is that you use your own car. If we had comfort cases and we could put those cases in our trunk as we're leaving just in case, you know, it's it's about changing up what our days look like, making sure when we're going out, we have enough bags in our car just in case. Um, because these kids, you know, I had to do a removal of five kids out in the middle of nowhere. And what do you do for them? You're, you're, you're trying to get through the process. You're trying to get through the heartbreak and through, you know, making sure everything's done right. And there's so many emotions at that moment in time. Like having a comfort case in the back of your car to give to a kid as you're taking them to McDonald's or wherever to get food so that they feel loved. Um, like that would be incredible. But how do we start making sure that these places have this impl- implemented in there in every single day? Because it's, it's so much tunnel focus. They're just trying to make sure kids are safe and making sure they're getting to this interview and that interview. And, um, you know, we, we have a huge, uh, drug addiction here in our in our valley and you know there's so many kids that are suffering and and just need to be loved and to know that they're loved you know one of the things that that i i want people to understand is that i don't want anybody to think that we're ungrateful i don't want anybody to think that we don't appreciate you thinking about us and thinking about the children in the system and thinking that oh let's let's eliminate trash bags but you know what it, 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 we're we're talking. We're in three different places. You know, we've got we've got Kim, who is on. You know, basically the Midwest. Right. I guess they call Col- that the Colorado Mid- is it, the West. Do or they the Midwest? call that, What do they call that? The Midwest. <laughs> 
Is that the Midwest? The mountains. The mountains. mountains. Okay, the mountains. (laughs) And then we have we have Whitney, who is um, in Savannah, and then we're in the nation's capital. And so here we are, three different locations. There is no reason whatsoever that you could not reach out to one of these organizations. And by the way. $5, $10, $20. We're going to make sure these kids get what they need. We could use your support. You know, I know because of my friendship with Whitney and Kim, very similar to our charity, they don't have any big, large corporate sponsors. Nobody's writing a big check to them. They're doing what we do, which is on Facebook, on every social media. Please just listening to their stories so they, somebody will help and give. And again, you know, have a this one okay maybe this is wrong for me to say and i can be corrected by everybody have a yard sale sell your all your used items for a dollar a piece and take that money and give it to one of these organizations i agree that's a great idea you know yep you know seriously you want and if you, they don't sell at a yard sale then they probably should not be given to a charity that serves children in foster care exactly exactly so so put a big table up you need only one sign each item a dollar each item two dollar whatever you want to make it sit there from eight in the morning till two in the afternoon on a saturday and have a yard sale collect that money then take that money and donate it to one of these organizations you want to talk about an impact and a difference that you could make yeah you want to talk about the fact that if 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 and i and i know because i know these ladies if whitney got a check for two hundred dollars because of somebody's yard sale or kim got a check for two hundred dollars because of somebody yard sale that money would go further than somebody dropping off some used suitcases into their front door it, you know and it's, it's so true i was doing our uh, a fundraiser at barnes noble and a woman came over and put five dollars in our bag and she's like i'm sorry it's not more and i said you know what that five dollars is going to help a kid get to a job interview with gas money that five dollars is going to be able to buy a cup of coffee for a kid who is struggling with depression and needs somebody to talk to somebody that they trust and love and and know that they're going to just sit and listen and hear them. And that $5 can go towards the blanket that I bought for one of our kids because they had to turn their heat down in the middle of winter because their electric bill was too high. And that kid loved that blanket. They were sick. They told me I was sick. And I went to the doctor's and I snuggled. I had that blanket wrapped around me because it made me feel better. You know, that. It goes so far, and so many people are always asking, what is it that your kids need? And it's so hard to put into a physical description because these kids need so much more than just tangible items. But when they finally reach out and say, I need this, it's because you've been able to build that trust with them because they're not going to reach out and ask for help unless they trust you. Awesome. I love that. You're right. I mean, and... You know, I like I said, I mean, I know I mean Whitney has, you know, some some new young young, you know, amazing youth that have entered into their place where they're trying to and gosh, Whitney, could you imagine if two hundred dollar gift card came your way? Yeah, no, I was um I was thinking what Tim was saying and um when we raised five hundred dollars um just you know, uh, through our, our fundraiser online, you know what we do with that money? We went and we put a deposit down for an apartment. That that allowed an opportunity for a young lady to call us and say, hey, I know you guys have an opening. Can we come in? Um, I need a place, you know, to, to, to learn to transition out of care. And this young lady, I mean, like that, we provided a home 
I want y'all to hear that. We provided a home with that money. We provided housing. We provided the opportunity for someone to go to school. Um, and even right now, like I have one of our young men with us and we went grocery shopping today to buy out, to buy like ingredients for something that he wanted to try to be on Pinterest. So here we are, you know, like find out that the quality of life is given because of people who support us. So get that money, do a yard sale and help us build homes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, 30,000. And the one thing that I think that most people don't realize is Kim and Whitney and I, um, one of our biggest, you know, one of our biggest goals is to make sure that children who are aging out of the system have a better foundation than what, you know, we have seen in the past, or even some of us have even had. Um, and, and Whitney said it, you know, making sure that they have a home, making sure that they have a mentor, making sure that they have the necessities that they need to be better humans, to be better humans. If we do not do something today, I say this all the time, we're going to do it tomorrow. We're going to do it tomorrow. You know, ladies, I absolutely... Love is not even the word I can use. You to inspire me every single day. I am so lucky to call you my friends. I'm so lucky that, you know, I'm not standing, you know, alone here. Um, that, you know, Dana and I, you know, we just, it was a quick call last week. Yep. And I said, you know, oh, we, we got to have. We need to talk about this suitcase game yes. that's going around. <laughs> we do, we do. And who do we talk to? But to me, two of the people that I consider you true experts. Um, this isn't the last time we're going to be on this phone discussing these things isn't the last time that we're going to be on the phone figuring out how do we partner up um how do we make sure that kids in the system know they matter listen you know to all of our listeners out there you know the podcast is growing and we are so 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 excited about that but things that we want people to make sure that we're doing is support each other support each other you know we will have links to both of your organizations um and we want people to help because that's what we need. Listen, we can't thank you enough. As we always say, we end this with a couple of questions. And we've asked this question to both of you because we've been lucky enough to have you on the podcast. But now that this viral, you know, post has gone viral, um, the question is always, you know, what would we do? Yeah, what would you, if you could change one thing about the foster care system, what would it be? And, you know, normally I don't ever, I don't answer that question, but I'm going to, I'm going to put my answer in today. Um, if there was one thing right this very moment that I could get people to understand is that these kids did not ask to be put into the system. They were put in the system because of choices other people made. So we need to make the choice and let them know they matter. Whitney, what about you? I would say that instead of, um, there's something I would change. I would say instead of putting our best, you know, community efforts and, you know, leadership efforts and social worker efforts together, I would say put your best parental efforts and put forward. Be a, be a good parent. Let's think about what would we do if we were good parents. And I feel like if we put our best parental mindset forward and take all those other hats away and realize for all things, we are good parents first. Even if you, you know, like auntie, whoever, if we're first family members and we treat our kids that way, I can only imagine the type of change and impact we would have and the quality of care that would make a difference. Love that. What about you, Kim? I would, I would have to say, you know, figuring out what our biases are so that we can have belief in these kids so that we can make sure they know that they're worth it 
and and make them believe it because we believe it. I love it. I love it. Listen, ladies, thank you. Thank you for everything that you do every single day, you know, truly making sure that you you are doing what I always say, you know, be a better human. And Dana, thank you for every single week believing enough and and people like Whitney and Kim and I to to give us this platform. So everyone, I hope you have an amazing day. I look forward to talking to everyone again soon. Please, this podcast can only be successful. These charities can only be successful if you share, 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 and then open your wallet, open your wallet. None of these organizations, you know, have ever been ones where where corporations are walking in to give that support. So we need you as a community to help. $5, $10, $100. Some of you can even give more. Um, but we need you to give because these kids deserve it. Ladies, we'll talk soon. Have a great day. Bye, ladies. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.